All right, everybody, this is the Breadcrumb Study Podcast. Welcome to episode number five, and we're going to look at James's story. This is part one. We're going to do this in two parts, looking at James's story, B.C. and then after Christ. B.C. because, yes, he was the sibling of Jesus. He grew up with him in the same household. He was one of many siblings that we'll look at in just a moment. But he didn't acknowledge Jesus as the Christ, the anointed one divine, the Son of God and the Son of Man. He did not. He questioned Jesus's authority and his divinity, and we're going to look at that given scriptural data for James's perception of Jesus before his encounter mentioned in 1 Corinthians chapter 15. But before we get into that scriptural data, I just want to do a brief recap to explain why we are talking about James's story. In 1 Corinthians 15, Paul says, I delivered to you as of first importance what I also received. And then, after that, after the early creed which we've been talking about, he mentions some appearances, some post-resurrection appearances by Jesus to groups and individuals. And in verse 5, it says, He appeared to Cephas, then to the twelve. After that, he appeared to more than 500 brethren at one time, most of whom remain until now, but some have fallen asleep. Then he appeared to James, then to the apostles. So there are two individuals that are listed in that series of appearances. There are individuals, there are groups, and there are only two individuals mentioned. Did you catch who they were? Cephas and James. And what two people... Did Paul meet for 15 days in Jerusalem, three years after his conversion, mentioned in Galatians chapter 1, verses 18 and 19? They're named Cephas and James. So we have a unique correlation between the account in Galatians chapter 1 and 1 Corinthians chapter 15, where Paul is talking to two individuals that he mentions in 1 Corinthians 15, as having an encounter, a personal encounter with the risen Jesus. And they are the only two individuals mentioned. The rest are groups. So, in Matthew chapter 13 is where we want to begin our scriptural data to look at James's story. And the reason we want to do that is because it's it can be helpful. It can be useful to... Take into account who Paul met with in Jerusalem for 15 days. Who did he meet with, and what is their background in relation to Jesus? Now, James has a unique perspective, a unique point of view concerning Jesus because he is the sibling. He is the actual brother. He's not a brother in the faith, a brother in the Lord, first and foremost, primarily. He is a relative. They have the same mother. So... In Matthew chapter 13, the scripture says, Is not this the carpenter's son? Is not his mother called Mary, and his brothers James and Joseph and Simon and Judas, and his sisters? Are they not all with us? Where then did this man get all these things? So this is a quote about Jesus, and it's actually making reference to his siblings. It names his mother, Mary, and his brothers, which there are four in number, James, Joseph, Simon, and Judas. 
And then in verse 56, it says he even has multiple sisters. So four brothers and at least two sisters. And James is one of them. And this is the same James that Paul meets in Jerusalem for 15 days, three years after his conversion. In John chapter 7, verses 3 through 5, the scripture says, Therefore his brothers said to him, Leave here and go into Judea, so that your disciples also may see your works which you are doing. For no one does anything in secret when he himself seeks to be known publicly. If you do these things, show yourself to the world. For not even his brothers were believing in him. So you have a quote in verses 3 and 4 where the brothers are telling him, Oh, leave here, go into Judea, so that your disciples may see your work, so that they know what you're doing. You shouldn't do this stuff in secret. You should go out in public. If you do these things, then the whole world will see you. And then in verse 5, it gives the context, it gives the tone in which they are saying these things to Jesus, the manner in which they're saying it, the attitude that they have. Verse 5 says, not even his brothers were believing in him. So verses 3 and 4, that quote from the brothers is saturated with sarcasm. They are provoking him to go out and show his colors because they think he's a lunatic. They're skeptical of his message and his idea of who he is, how he identifies, his awareness of who he is. In Matthew chapter 12, verses 46 through 50, the scriptures tell us, While he was still speaking to the crowds, behold, his mother and brothers were standing outside seeking to speak to him. Someone said to him, Behold, your mother and your brothers are standing outside seeking to speak to you. So notice, in contrast to John chapter 7, he is out speaking to the crowds. Whereas in John chapter 7, he's being told, go to Judea, go out in public, so that the whole world may see you and see your works. Well, in Matthew 12, 46 through 50, he is before the crowds, and his mother and brothers standing outside seek to speak with him. And someone says to Jesus, behold, your mother and your brothers are standing outside seeking to speak to you. But Jesus answered the one who was telling him and said, Who is my mother and who are my brothers? And stretching out his hand towards his disciples, he said, Behold, my mother and my brothers, for whoever does the will of my Father who is in heaven, he is my brother and sister and mother. So Jesus' response gives us a look into his level of priority towards his his family relatives because he is aware of their attitude towards him. And he's also aware of why they're calling him in. And he rejects their call and says, Those who do the will of my father are my brothers, my mother, and my sister. And he rejects the call from his own relatives. So this is a look at James's story. And if we read around the edges there, if we read between the lines and see what's happening around the heart of what the scripture means to say, we can get some details, some information about James's take on his own brother Jesus. And this is before he encounters the resurrected Son of God, his brother. 
So in part two, I want to look at the shift, the transformation that happens in James's life. So I want you to come back for episode six, and we'll look at James's story, part two. I'll see you then.